You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're coming in again, What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Ega on the other line. Ega, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing She-Hulk episodes five and six. Episode five was titled Mean Green and Straight Poured Into These Jeans. And episode six was titled Just Jen. And these are two episodes where we really start diving into a little bit more of the personal life of Jen Walters. And we took a break for a little bit from all of the She-Hulk craziness. So, kind of a filler episode with these two but we still got some good spoilers and we got some laughs along the way too yeah and that's what i'm realizing once again marvel is doing the same shit where it's slowing down mid mid season but what they're doing better than the other shows is they're giving way better teasers because it's just way more Mm -hmm. of potential with this with this character since you got the intelligentsia hints the intelligentsia has the leader and modok we know that we're going to get them later down the line in the mcu and then in episode five, we got the Daredevil teaser. We know that we're going to see him at some point during this season. So it's like they're keeping you up with that type of stuff. But like in terms of just She-Hulk character shit, it's kind of been kind of mad for me, bro. It's been falling flat, but I've just been in tune with it because of the teasers. Yeah, I think what they're doing is typical, like you said, to what the Marvel shows usually do. But it's at least... Um, What's going on? It's at least... Good yeah. to know we got like nine episodes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As opposed to only being six. Now, if it would have slowed down this crazy by like episode two or three, and we just kept building up the shit for episode mm-hmm. six, that'd have been different. But the fact that we only getting really two filler episodes, I think seven, eight, and nine, we're gonna hit with a lot of stuff with these last three episodes. And that's like what that I'm formula exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm excited for. That's why I said the teasers are keeping me alive and keeping my really my hope up for this shit. Because I know that we're not going to get a lot of things exposed in this show, show, especially with the intelligentsia and stuff like that. But just getting to see Daredevil, that's like that. That's what I'm really waiting for. I'm like waiting for that explosion to pop up on my screen and just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like the dynamic between him and She-Hulk, how is that going to play out? Who do they have to go up against in this uh, in this series? Who would they have to fight? Will it be the leader or will that be something that we just have to see in Captain America? Because I know he's confirmed to be in that movie. So like that's mm-hmm. what I'm excited for, like what who they will be fighting and stuff like that. But the her the her and Titania beef, it's just like I'm not getting anything from like those two going at yeah. it. And at the wedding they was fighting. I'm just like that's not doing anything for me, bro. It's not. Yeah. Because I feel like you and, high key and, like her, but you want to you you jealous of her, but you like She Hulk. Like that's what and, I get and that's vibes. what I'm saying. They're playing yeah. on the whole social media influencer thing of yeah. like you're a fan of her, but <laughs> you also have to fight her at the same time. And I think one flaw that I can say is I think they're making it too normal of a superhero normal person coexistence. Like they're making it so normal for people to just walk around and be like, oh, this superhero. That's super villain. Like, it's like, no, it shouldn't be that normal for y'all to coexist. There should still be a level of what the hell is going on. Because with the Mr. Immortal thing that they were playing on um, earlier in episode six, like in the first half of episode six, I thought that was kind of like a, that should have been a moment where they were like, what the fuck? Like, you just, you can kill yourself and just come (laughs) back to life. But they treated it so natural and they were just joking about it. I'm like, 
okay, that was a situation where we could have got a little bit more serious. Yeah, and I wonder if he's somebody that can come back later in the MCU because I feel like he has such a dope power. I think that I hope he's just not somebody we see once and we never see again because we know that he's somewhere in the MCU and he could be doing something, helping somebody if he can't be killed. Like, you can be a protective shield for all I give a fuck, but as long as you will help in somebody, say, do something. but yeah. he, he doesn't do anything. Like, he yeah, has he the immortal, he has the immortality, but mm -hmm. he, he doesn't look like he knows how to fight. He's well over middle age, so it's mm -hmm. like he doesn't have you. I mean, he's immortal, <laughs> but yeah, but still, like. His he just doesn't give me. I know how to fight. I want to be in combat. He doesn't give me that. It's like, oh, I just so happen to be immortal and I'm an old guy. Like that's all he gives me. He's somebody you can use as like a co-op agent where he can be like a, a double mm. a double agent. You feel me? Like he's seen as like this normal guy who can pose as uh, a secret identity, and then he can get infiltrate somebody's business, and then we can end up like getting the information from them. Like that's why I think he could be used as not somebody who's like beating like superheroes asses, but he can just definitely yeah. be used as a secret identity because we've seen in episode six, like he had like nine different secret identities when he was messing with all these different wives and stuff like that. So we know that he can play the role, but it's just the fact that who will have him actually get a, a part of the a superhero group and shit like that. But mm. I think he will be a dope character to play off of. But I just really haven't felt the real superhero vibe from this show. And I thought that was the point that you were going to go with, with the like the normal person thing. Like we've been seeing too much of like normal gen problems instead of seeing her as She-Hulk, like having She-Hulk issues. Like episode four was really the last time I felt like a She-Hulk issue for real. When she ended up getting jumped and they tried to prick her skin. That was the last time I was like, she's going through a She-Hulk issue. Ever since then, she's just been going through nothing but gen shit. It's like, and why the demon is that? stuff with Wong, like, yeah, when they but that was just a quick shit. Like, it. everything that we see with She Hulk be so quick, while like the rest of the 20 minutes that we're watching her is like normal Jen as a lawyer, normal Jen going through cases, like, whatever. bullshit. It's like, let's see her as an actual superhero for the majority of the episode, and let's have the back half be regular Jen. That's why I say I'm going like it's getting real mad for me in terms of the superhero aspect because I'm not mm. seeing that enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have brought in Daredevil this episode just to, like, lighten some shit up. God damn. I thought that's what they were going to do. I thought he was going to come this episode. Yeah. I thought we would have at least got the, the Matt Murdock, like, cameo. Like, even if we didn't get him as Daredevil, we could have seen him with the shades, with the cane and stuff. Because I I think I have predicted um, episode five was going to be where we see him him either representing Jen or representing Titania against Jen. Exactly. I thought that's what we would have saw. So the fact that we didn't even, we haven't even seen his alter ego yet. Like, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, now that's one thing She-Hulk is missing on. Like, just go ahead and hit us with it. We're ready for it. You gave us the teaser. Now go ahead and hit us with it so we can get the ball rolling with other stuff. So. And I understand it because she ended up saying at the beginning of the episode, wed weddings are inconvenient. They come at the worst times. I get all that shit. But we could have passed this episode up because what did it really show us except the end? The end was fire. Mm. But that's why I say once again where they give you the first 20 minutes of glad and then the last two minutes be like, oh, shit, what the fuck was that? Like, what's going on? Like, it's a secret agent, like, uh, uh, secret agent group that's actually, like, looking at Jen. They're probably high in sp hiring spies. We see somebody called the Hulk King who's trying to get more information on her. Like, that's the type of shit I want to see more of, bro. And it's like, we're not getting enough of it for me, bro. We're not and, getting enough. And back to the point of people just treating superheroes and supervillains so normal now in the MCU as far as, like, normal humans. The lawyer who was representing Jen 
her um uh, I think her paralegal's name is Nikki or something, yeah. right? So her paralegal, she was actually afraid for Jen when she saw all the intelligentsia stuff. Like it was basically like some dark web type shit. Like, how do you mm-hmm. kill She Hulk? We need to find a way to capture her and blah blah blah. Her lawyer is talking about eh, that's just trolls. That's just people, blah blah. Like, no, like that was pissing me off because it's like you're a superhero, you're dealing in a superhero but, business. You don't take shit like that lightly. But that could have shown you that Mallory, who is the lawyer who was the working with uh Mr. Immortal this episode, she could be a part of this secret group trying to tell everybody, like, nah, calm down. Because we seen one of the people that she was dating in like episode four that ended up calling himself Todd, we know that he is a part of this intelligentsia group. He is for mm. sure confirmed as somebody to be a part of this yeah. intelligentsia, probably working for the leader. We could possibly be seeing more spies pop up out of the green world. Like the dude that Jen was messing with in episode six, this, uh, what was my man's name? Uh, What was this I nigga's his name? name. Josh. 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 Josh that she yeah. was messing with in episode. He is a spy. I think he works with intelligentsia too. That's why they're getting the signal of her actually talking to him. That's why oh, she's yeah, getting yeah. more information. Like yep. I think mm-hmm. the people that we're seeing a part of Jen's life has to be working with the intelligentsia to get more information on her and stuff like that. Because what the intelligentsia is, I wrote this down because I looked it up earlier. The intelligentsia is a group that tries to amass all knowledge from superheroes and share it with the villains so they can just all share the, the knowledge and they can all just pass it around and share it with them once uh, amongst themselves so they can always have the upper advantage against the superheroes like they know their weaknesses and stuff like that and that's what they're trying to get to the bottom of with Jen right now and that's like the b storyline with the a storyline being like the the lawyer shit that's going on but we can't trust anybody that Jen is coming in contact with like Josh we cannot trust the dude I don't care how much she liked that nigga he could most likely be a spy Mallory, the lawyer, is most likely a spy since she want to pass off all of this uh intelligentsia shit like a joke. And Hulk Todd, who we've seen in episode three, is most likely a spy. Like, they all work for this group. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I think if Bruce was here, she would be a lot more aware of her surroundings because he would be able to culture through stuff. But right now, she's the only one who understands the superhero lifestyle. She doesn't have any other superhero friends. We haven't seen her actually represent any superheroes since getting the damn job. She's just been representing normal people. And I think that's the, that's one of the things that's missing from this show. Like her getting her new position. We haven't really seen her represent a superhero. Well, she, rep- she represented Wong in Abomination. Mm, are we counting... Are we counting Abomination as a superhero? Like I thought it was a superhero. Yeah, hold on. Division. Wong is definitely a superhero now. Wong, okay. I'm talking about I'm talking not Wong, but uh Abomination. He's super powered. I want to call him a hero, but I don't I don't know. I, I think we should have seen we should be seeing her defend more super people. Like mm-hmm. the Mr. Ramoto dude. That would have been perfect for her, but she had this dumbass wedding. So yeah. Cause the thing is. I understand that the title is She-Hulk Attorney at Law, but I just feel like we're getting too much too much of the attorney part, you feel me? It's just too much of that for me. Like, I want to see more She-Hulk, and I'm not getting it like I would want. And one thing I, I, I listened to a breakdown about this episode, I think the whole situation with her going to this friend's wedding, I think the friend's wedding, the person whose wedding she went to, uh, Lulu, she could most likely be a part of this shit too because she was the one who invited Jen to this wedding. Why did she invite Jen to a wedding when she hasn't talked to Jen in years 
apparently she knows the, the family and shit like that. But still, why would you ask Jen to be your bridesmaid? It just feels awkward as hell. Then you t- then Jen shows up as She-Hulk. You tell her to power down. We know that the intelligentsia cannot prick her skin because the uh, She-Hulk skin is impenetrable. So you tell her, yep. okay, you got to be the regular Jen this whole time. So they're most likely getting the DNA off of Jen when she's in this form. And she's drunk the whole time, really doesn't know what's going on. They could have stole her DNA in this whole entire process. Like, we just don't know. We can't trust anybody she comes in contact with, even the girl at this wedding. And I think that's the interesting part about, like, the other scenes that we're seeing in terms of, like, the lawyer and, like, the Jen's real life that we just can't trust anybody. And she invited Titania. When she knows the situation between Jen and Titania. I don't think so she invited like, Titania. I think uh, Titania just showed up. <laughs> but she didn't have no problem when she was there. Yeah, that's like, true. She, she let her stay. So it's yeah. like, you invited me. I'm supposed to be your friend. Like, But like you said, we haven't talked in years. But I'm a bright bridesmaid all of a sudden. And then whether you invited Titania or you just allowed her to come, you know my situation with her. You've been constantly telling me look, this is my wedding weekend. Don't take the attention away from me. And you invite one of my arch rivals. Like, how does that make sense? <laughs> and then she picks the fight with me and you're telling me to stay calm. Like, come on. And the crazy thing, because you've been telling Jen to not stay in She-Hulk form, tell her to be regular Jen. When she, they end up fighting Titania and She-Hulk, when you see her as She-Hulk, you don't even get mad. You hug She-Hulk. Like, what's the, 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 what's the oh, point of that? I thought drunk. you... She was drunk by that. Was she drunk or was she acting drunk because she just wanted people to feel comfortable at that moment? I think that was just a ploy. Like I said, you can't trust anybody. I think she wanted Jen to be in Jen form this whole time. But since everybody was watching, she's not going to get on her type shit. I don't think she was drunk. And honestly, it felt weird that we didn't actually see the wedding. We just cut right to the reception. Like, damn, we didn't even see the, the, the group. Oh, I, 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 I ain't mad about that. I like I said, bro, this shit just felt <laughs> weird for a wedding episode, not to see a wedding. We just cut right the reception. The shit just felt off, bro. And like I said, I'm not trusting Lulu at all. I feel like she could be a part of this shit, too. That that would have took three to four minutes that we didn't need. I'm honestly not mad at it. It could have been some fast, shit, Just bro. fast forward to Jane getting drunk at the bar for the reception. I just don't trust none of this shit, bro. I feel like it's a whole lot of goofy shit going on around in Jen's circle with people in Jen's circle, bro. Yeah, she, she definitely can't trust anybody right now. And I'm really wondering what's going to be the catalyst to have them introduce Daredevil to us. I don't know what situation she she'll probably be literally in the middle of a fight with the intelligentsia at that point. And we didn't even get to see her super suit yet. Like they spent all the episode five preparing it and all that. And then you see the end. I, I thought the end of the episode when we saw the Daredevil helmet, I'm thinking right before that she was going to walk out and we see her super suit or something. So we haven't seen her super suit at all. All we've seen is clothes, like other clothes that the designer made for her to just wear whenever she has on regular clothes. So we need exactly. to see some type of super suit for her. We have to, bro. We have. And I thought, I, I agree with you. I thought that was going to happen this episode. Like I said, I thought the daredevil shit was going to happen this episode. So having this wedding episode just felt really out of place. But like I said, she explained it. So I got to shoot them bell because like I said, the wedding is always comes at the worst times, all that yada, yada, yada. But it just was like, bro, what are we doing here, bro? This series could have been eight episodes. It could have been. But I like the teaser that they showed at the end. And I think that was something to look forward to moving forward with the rest of the series. Because we see it in like the, at the end of the episode, we seen uh, the message pop up on the screen that says, uh, is the next plan of 
or is the next stage of She-Hulk plan ready to go? And it said it came from the Hulk King. So we mm -hmm. we don't know who the Hulk King is. We can assume that it could be the leader who has a, a past with the Hulk and Abomination, or it could be Todd from episode three, and he could be like the Hulk King underneath the leader who is like the overall person of like the intelligentsia. So we don't know who it is at this moment, but we have like a couple of options right now. And I wanted to know why, what do you think they were doing with like the needle? Do you think that was like a vibranium needle that they're going to stick into She-Hulk and that's how they're going to get her blood? It had to be something like that um, mm -hmm. because it was a lot thicker. It was a lot longer. So, I mean, it's, it's clearly built for her She-Hulk body now, but there had to be some type of, there, there was some type of video or some type of evidence that showed they can pierce her skin because like how we saw her talking to Josh, they had it on video. So to your point about Josh being possibly like a, a secret spy for them or something, they probably seen something in that fight with Titania that made us say, we got it. We know what we can get her with. So that it could have been vibranium. It could have been something. But I think the, uh, the Hulk King the the person who typed that message that mm -hmm. might be the leader because mm -hmm. in the 2008 incredible hulk movie he helped bruce become like do all the gamma radiation stuff and then the dude um i, I always forget abomination emil blonsky he forced him to turn him into abomination so he's technically the hulk king because he was a part of creating both hulks so that mm -hmm. could be the leader just under the username the hulk king Mm, probably it probably but the, the question is if you're gonna go back all the way to 2008 and give us like if that's mcu canon why would the leader need that blood from shield because this is why i asked this he had so much of the gamma radiation blood back in his laboratory when the shit was going down at the end of the hulk movie so i'm like you telling me he didn't keep any of that hulk blood and that shit just just disappeared and he has to regain access to more She-Hulk blood? Like, they, he had blood in that Hulk movie in 2008. So you're telling me he lost all that evidence? All he probably that didn't lose it. It might be something with Jen's DNA, though, that, I don't know, that he just feels like it might be different than the original Hulk DNA that he had. I don't know. It could be something mm. different. Because each Hulk is different. Like, Bruce's Hulk, Emil Blonsky's Abomination, Jen's Hulk. Like, there could be different factors in all of their DNA to where he's like, I want to see what hers is made of. I want to see what hers is like. So, mm -hmm. especially because she's a woman. Like each Hulk is a has been a man so far, and then even with him getting the gamma on him as the leader now, he's a man too. So he's like, maybe the female DNA might have something different or extra that we don't have. So true. That could be it, bro. That could be it. But especially with her like changing fluidly, like none of the other yeah. Hulks could do that. Like change fluidly. I guess the Abomination can now. He has more so like control of it, but like she's the one that like she can actually control it. But hers like, is like seen. seamless. Like yeah. she can just be standing there and just slowly grow into it and then slowly grow back. Now with Emil Blonsky, we don't know if it's like he could do it at will, but can he do it calmly? Can he do mm -hmm. it in a non-conspicuous type of way? Like Jen could just be sitting there and just slowly growing the She-Hulk and then slowly shrink right down at will without even thinking about it. So. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to my question of, like, what is his plan of doing it? Like I said, I told you, like, the overall objective of the, the intelligentsia, they try to amass all knowledge from the superheroes. 
But I feel like he could be trying to build an army of Hulks right now to go up against Bruce Banner. Maybe he's still trying to get revenge against somebody like Bruce or Emil Blonsky. Like, what do you think he's trying to do with this blood sample? This could lead to any type of World War Hulk rumors and theories that we've been hearing about from the past. This could be something dealing with secret wars later down the line with um, one of the Avengers movies we're going to get in 2025. So this could play a part in any of that stuff. And I think Secret Wars it, I think Secret Wars is just going to have a bunch of shit happening with so many different characters in it that's all going to somehow co coincide with each other. So this could be some type of World War Hulk stuff. We know Hulk is going back out to um back in the outer space and that could play a part in whatever is happening. So it, it could lead to something like that. It, it definitely could. Or he could just be trying to sell it off to somebody else. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if the power broker is involved, we haven't heard her name in years or we yeah. or in a year. So like she wants to, she has the super soldier serum. She has so much other technology and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if she wants to get her hands on like, the Hulk uh, gamma blood radiation, that type of stuff. And she could probably give it to somebody else. So whoever else wants to become Hulk, because like I said, with, uh, what's my man's name with Thaddeus Ross now dead and uh, his uh, character passing. I don't know if they're going to recast him or what, but he is the red Hulk. So I don't know if they're going to recast that character or if there's going to be like another Hulk character, like uh, enemy Hulk that we're going to have to see down the line, but I would like to see that. So if the power broker gives that to somebody a part of like the Thunderbolts and we can finally get like a, another quote unquote red Hulk. I don't know if it's going to be Thaddeus mm -hmm. Ross, but it could just be somebody who is the red Hulk. And I would like that shit. You know what I'm saying? If they passed it through that type of way, it would be dope. And uh, that's really everything I had, bro, for, uh, for this episode. Yeah. I don't think I had anything else. Like I said, I hope we get, um, we, we got all the intelligentsia stuff. We got the post credit scene for that. I, I hope episodes seven, eight, and nine, we just hit the hit the road running with Daredevil. Have we need him for at least two episodes? I don't want just one episode with Daredevil, and then we and, and it don't even be a full episode. It's just a scene in an episode. I don't want that. Like I, I literally want them to do lawyer stuff together, and then also doing superhero stuff together. I need at least two episodes of that, and then maybe the last episode would be something dealing more so with diving into what they expect for a season two or whatever other stuff they'll collab with further down the line. Yeah. See, I'm definitely looking forward to it, bro. Uh, just the intelligentsia thing was just the biggest thing I took away with this episode. Uh, and it's, it was two versions of the intelligentsia with two different group leaders. So with the first group leader, it was with like the leader was the actual leader of the group. And it was a second version where Modoc was the leader with the leader as the leader. That's when the 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 objective uh, the, the objective was to amass all knowledge from superheroes so they can share it with other villains so they can always be on top. But when Modoc was the actual leader of the group, they tried to take over the world in the comics while Modoc was the leader. So there's two different objectives. Mm. So that's something that can be very key with Modoc showing up in Ant Man three and with the leader uh, showing up in uh, New World Order, the Captain America movie we can really see that play out on screen to see like who is the leader because that can be very important to like the objectives of what they do. Yes, they're both evil, but the objectives of what they're trying to do are way different. Sh sharing knowledge amongst villains is one thing. When you're trying to take over the world like Modoc is trying to do as some, some completely different shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely interested in it. Like Dr. Doom was in like a version of the Intelligentsia 
Egghead was in it. So it's like it's some real big power players that are in the intelligentsia. It's not just the leader of Modoc. So definitely keep in tune with the intelligence. And we could probably get some Dr. Noom stuff, possibly with the Captain America one. Like, we could probably get something like that. Uh, Dr. Doom is supposed to show up. There's supposed to be a hint of Dr. Doom, at least. I don't know if it'll be a, a teaser or anything, but there's at least supposed to be a hint of Dr. Doom in the upcoming Black Panther movie. So Really? I heard. Who said that? They, they, they post a hint at it. I saw it on Twitter. I saw niggas talking about it on Twitter. Uh, okay, okay. Definitely excited we, we, for that, bro. We might not get no cameo or no teaser, but there's going to be something that makes you say, oh, they might be talking about Dr. Doom. It might be some shit like that. So, And you know some shit that I think would be dope is if the Fantastic Four didn't start off with Dr. Doom being the first villain that they faced. Oh, yeah. It would yeah, be nah. better if they build up to Dr. Doom for the Fantastic Four because he's such a grand villain, bro. Like, he's up there with the Thanoses and stuff like that. Let's not just fight him in episode one and try to take him down. Like, he's somebody that we have to high key build up to. So, if we fight the Silver Surfer in the first Fantastic Four movie or somebody like that, that would make more sense to me. And let's build up to the Dr. Doom. Because, like I said, in the first couple of Fantastic Four, uh, renditions y'all and do them the best justice so i definitely want y'all to like do that way better in the mcu so i'm definitely looking forward to it but uh anything yeah. else for episode seven eight and nine any predictions uh no nah. let's just get daredevil let's close it good we got two kind of sleeper episodes but one through four has been fire so i let them slide with episodes five and six just hit it out the part with seven eight and nine and this could really be one of the best shows marvel has done so far Yes, sir. And I think Jen is going to get jumped once again, or something is going to happen where she yeah. gets knocked out, where they're going to end up pricking her with that needle that we've seen at the end of episode six so they can try to get her uh, blood sample once again. So I expect that to happen at some point during episode seven. And maybe when she gets jumped, that's when uh Daredevil saves her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. While she's getting jumped, Daredevil comes and saves her. And then later in the episode, or maybe in episode eight, we see them actually doing lawyer stuff together. I yeah. think that's some shit that would be dope that he saved her. But uh, yeah, bro. All right. We definitely appreciate y'all for listening. And we out. Peace.